Matt Schaff and Jared Smola here to preview week five of the FanDuel main slate on DraftSharks.com. This is a main slate, Jared, with no Bills or Jaguars. They're, of course, in London on Sunday morning. We've got no Tony Pollard. We've got no Christian McCaffrey. They're playing each other on Sunday night. No Devontae Adams. No monster DJ Moore from last night. Devontae Adams, I don't know who at what point decided that Raiders Packers made for a good Monday night game. In any event, we also have the first week of buys this season, which takes all Browns, Seahawks, Bucks, and especially Chargers out of our plans here. So we're combing through the lineup generator for dollars per point values at every position, as well as ceiling projections on all these players to see who gives us a shot at posting our absolute best score. Jared, quarterback has Jalen Hurts, Tua Tungavailoa, and Kirk Cousins. With some separation between that trio and everybody else in mm-hmm. dollars per point, Kirk Cousins, $1,000 cheaper in FanDuel salary than Jalen Hurts, 400 cheaper than Tua. Is any of these guys your cash QB on FanDuel this week? Yeah, I think those three are who you should be you know, working your lineups around. Um, and that's kind of what I was doing this morning, working on a, a FanDuel cash lineup. The, the team I settled on, you know, had enough to just pay up for Jalen Hurts, which is my preference if I can get there. Don't have to argue for Hurts much. I know, you know, 21 plus FanDuel points in three straight games. I like this game environment too. I've been trying to figure out how to play this Eagles Rams game in tournaments. It's it's tough to know, especially on the Rams side, how to play it with, you know, Cooper cut back, tough matchup for Kyron Williams on the ground. So I don't know how to play it for terms exactly, but I, I do like Hurts in cash games, you know, in a dome, 50 point over under is second highest on the week. Philly's implied total is third highest on the week at 27.25 points. I, I think it should be a high scoring game and Hertz should definitely deliver in cash. Let's see what the projected ownership on Cooper Cup is right now. If we look at the lineup generator for the FanDuel main slate, you know, I, there's nothing right now. So I'm not sure exactly how it's measured. It's usually yeah. measured on buzz during the week. So I, yeah. it's been kind of tough to talk about what to expect from Cooper Cup, but reports today are that they expect him to play. Got to think that there's at least a pocket of players that want to play Cooper Cup right away. That'll be one to really watch right up until those 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoffs on Sunday because I I could see it going either way. I could see there being enough people wanting to play Cooper Cup right away that he gets popular and enough people saying, Mm -hmm. eh, I'll wait and see what he does in week one and I'll play Puka and hope that people move away from Puka this week. I would have trouble playing Cooper Cup at $8,500 on FanDuel. I would also have trouble playing Puka Nakua at $8,000 on FanDuel with Cooper Cup back. And that's what I was saying. I, I'm sure I, I do, you know, I have Stafford down here as a tournament play because I like him at $6,800. Um, you know, Philly is first in run defense DBOA. They're just 17th against the pass, though. So I do think it makes sense for the Rams to lean pass in this game, which they've been doing already. The Rams are eighth in pass rate over expected through four weeks. And now they're getting Cooper cut back. So I think it's going to continue to be, you know, a pass heavy team. I think, you know, Stafford is probably going to give you 40 plus pass attempts in this game, but you could play Stafford by himself, you know, no stack. And then maybe, you know, run him back with AJ Brown or even, you know, like Dallas Goddard on the other side. I'd be hesitant to do that with such a pass heavy quarterback. It'd be different if it was somebody that had some rushing upside, but I can understand being wary about the expensive um, wide receivers as well. And we'll talk about Tyler Higby when we get to tight end, but maybe the answer is two, two at well, 5,800 bucks. He doesn't have to do yeah. nearly as much as either Cooper cup or Puka Nakua to pay off at that amount. And he does has done plenty so far. He has the speed to turn any given catch into all the points yeah. you need from him. So maybe he's the answer. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a, that's a good price on two, two. He obviously, you know, takes a hit with, with cutback, but um, yeah, like you said, he can make a strong fantasy day and just, 
one catch if he breaks a long one. All right. Besides Stafford, what else do we like at tournament quarterback? Yeah, I'm going to be playing Tua Tagovailoa in tournaments as well. You know, he's been just okay in two tougher matchups matchups against the Patriots and Bills, but in his two games against teams in the bottom half of the league in pass defense DVOA, which were the Chargers and Broncos, he scored 28.1 and 28.4 Fando points. The Giants are 26th in Pass defense DVOA. The Dolphins have the highest implied total on the the slate at thirty points. So I think I think this should be another huge game from Tua and the Dolphins offense. And by the way, those two games where he was just okay, he completed seventy plus percent of his passes, and each of them went for two eighty two and a touchdown against the Bills last week. So it's not even like you're saying, yeah, Tua stunk in Week Four, but I'll right. go back to him this week. His his rough games are solid. Switching to running back now, Bijan Robinson fourth among RBs in total salary. He leads the position in our dollars per point. Is he? your running back starting point for FanDuel cash lineups this week. Yep. I'm definitely playing Bijan in cash games. Um, you know, his, his role, especially on the ground has been growing each week. His role in the passing game has been awesome all season. And the, the Texans have been really surprisingly good against the pass so far this season, but they have not been that good against the run. So I think it really sets up as a nice Bijan Robinson week. And I am playing uh, Isaiah Pacheco in cash on FanDuel. I didn't, you know, like him on DraftKings, but on FanDuel here with the half point per reception and, you know, just more touchdown heavy scoring. Um, I do like Pacheco. His opportunities have climbed each week this season. He was up to 23 total opportunities last week. Also set a season high in snaps, uh, snap rate last week at 63%. And just a, just an awesome game environment. Uh, you know, this this uh, Chiefs-Vikings game, there, there should be a ton of points. That Houston pass defense limited opponent passing scoring last year as well. And we all just chalked it up to the team being so bad that all opponents were running against them. But Mm -hmm. you know, when that carries over into this year, maybe it's just time to say, all right, Houston's probably better in pass defense than we thought, especially now that they have uh, a former defensive coordinator as the head coach. So, you know, it's, it's something to at least look at going forward and not just assume that everybody's going to be fine against them on the tournament side at running back. Are you playing Bajan Robinson despite a likely high <laughs> roster rate this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd probably get uh, Robinson in some tournament li- teams. Um, my tournament play here on Fandos is is, is kind of disgusting, but it's the other Falcons running back, Tyler Ooh. Algier, at three percent ownership at fifty eight hundred dollars. The Falcons are two point home favorites this week, and Somehow. if you remember back back in week one, Algier had fifteen carries and three targets in a Falcons win. They won that game twenty four to ten. I do think he's going to be more involved in games the Falcons are playing with the lead, which not guaranteed this week. I, I you know kind of like the Texans to win that game honestly, but you know it, it should be a close game where the Falcons can run the ball as much as they want. And I do think Algier you know should get into double digit carries at least this week. And he does have three of Atlanta's four carries inside the five yard line this season. So, you know, he might be the team's preferred goal line back, even if, you know, that, that sounds crazy. Um, so I do think Algier just, you know, get, getting the leverage off all those, you know, Bijan Robinson teams. If Algier is just the one that happens to score two touchdowns, it could be a really nice tournament play. Yeah. He had the 15 carries you mentioned in week one, he had 16 carries in week two in the game where they beat green Bay. And I think they had to come from behind for that one as well. So it's not like they were playing from ahead um, the whole time. And then just seven carries the past two weeks as they suffered double digit losses to Detroit and Jacksonville. I would certainly imagine going forward that Tyler Algier is a bad bet in any game where you think Atlanta is going to get blown out. There's that chance with Houston. Houston's been very good so far versus what we expected. So I think that there is that downside risk, but we're not 
staying away from downside risk in this particular right. format. We're taking a shot on the upside. And if Atlanta really does, you know, win this game as the Vegas line says that they should, then they should be running plenty because that's what they want to do. Exactly. Over to wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill lead our dollars per point, despite being the two most expensive wide receivers on the main slate. They're both 500 plus in FanDuel salary ahead of number three, Jamar Chase. Is either guy in your cash game build or are they too expensive? Yeah, I didn't get either guy in, which again, if you do want to... Uh, like go down to Kirk Cousins at quarterback that you know, makes it obviously easier to fit in Tyree Kill and Jefferson, which I definitely think is valuable. I'm going to, at least for one of my wide receiver spots, take what I think is value on DeAndre Hopkins. And I know it you know, hasn't been pretty this season. I definitely have concerns about how much gas he has left in the tank, but he is just $6,100. His ankle is no longer on the injury report this week. He has 31 targets so far this season on a 28% target share. So the targets have still been coming, even if they, you know, haven't been efficient. Traylon Burks likely out again this week with his injury. So I think Hopkins is again, a strong bat for a pretty big target share. And, and the matchup is pretty good against the Colts. The Colts are 19th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. And I honestly think that, you know, might not even be that good. I'm going to assume that DeAndre Hopkins does not have the upside to be in your tourney plans, regardless nope. of his game situation and positive salary, right? Correct. Yeah. I would not play Hopkins. Is he, uh, is, does he have high projected ownership? I haven't even looked at that. I'm not even sure I care what about that. I don't, I don't know <laughs> nah, if there's a fair. big game in him. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I agree. Um, yeah, 16% projected owned on Fando. So I would definitely, he, he's, he's a tournament fade for sure. Jefferson and Hill also easily lead the ownership projections in the lineup generator right now. Jamar Chase is third in that category as well. And to me, that makes him a total no yeah. thanks because I think the only potential draw to Jamar Chase this week would be if everybody is off the Bengals after what they did last week. But if that's not the case with Chase, I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll look elsewhere. Yeah, I'm with you there. Like, theoretically, it could be a blow up spot, right? Because it's a, a good matchup and no T Higgins. But it's it's tough to see a ceiling game coming from this Bengals offense right now. I mean, we saw Chase have the nice week three fueled by volume. That that, But even that, you know, that's like a better game on DraftKings. We were getting the full point per reception. It isn't as strong on FanDuel with the half PPR. Yeah. And the thing here is, you know, we, we talk constantly about how to read the ownership projections. And if you love everything about Chase, I wouldn't fade him just because of that. But he has to have a ceiling game. He has to be the guy that you had to play for him to make sense when you put together the projected ownership and the high salary. So you still have to build around him. So just, you know, that combo makes him unattractive. What do you like among tournament wideouts this week? Yeah, I'd be willing to take a shot on Chris Olave in tournaments. He's $7,100, which is a nice price. He's projected for just 9% ownership. The risk is obviously Derek Carr's shoulder, which was, I think, clearly a problem last week, which is why Chris Olave had a bad fantasy game and I think you know it's why I would not play him in cash even though we do have him as the third best value at wide receiver I would not play him in cash because of Carr's shoulder but I mean Olave topped 100 yards in two of the first three games of the season went for 86 yards in the other um, 32 targets over that span um, and, and the Patriots just lost their rookie corner Christian Gonzalez who by you know pretty much any metric had been their best cover corner this season. So there's a matchup upgrade for Olava here. I do. I do think this Patriots saints game might, might be crappy. I don't uh, expect a lot of points, but you know, I think Olave is capable of going for a hundred yards in a score. 
I'll even go a step further and say this game is very likely to be crappy, but Olave is certainly worth working into your tournament plans. I, I wouldn't feel comfy saying he's going to be in every one of my tournament lineups that we sometimes yeah. have guys like that, but definitely yeah. makes sense of somebody to work in in case Derek Carr is better. You got to figure that Derek Carr's shoulder is at least better this week, if only because last week he didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. This week he's been limited Wednesday and Thursday. Yep, for sure. Over to tight end where Travis Kelsey does not lead the dollars per point this week, which is a story. And Jared, it might just be because FanDuel is getting cute and making his salary $8,789, a clear Taylor Swift reference, putting Travis Kelsey's number with the 89 from Taylor Swift, which I know it's just makes a heart for all of us. 8,700. If that was his salary, it would lead, he would lead the way in dollars per point. If it were 8,800, he would not. He still nearly doubles the next tight end in projected ownership. So I guess, what are you doing with Travis Kelsey? And then beyond that, what do you like for cash at tight end? Yeah, well, I mean, he is 8,800 for all intents and purposes because, you know, you can't spend that, um, you know, $11 and change anywhere else. So, um, and 20% owned, man, that's that's crazy because he's, I would love to play Travis Kelsey, but he is very hard to, to fit into lineup. So I'm definitely not playing Kelsey in cash. I'm, I'm playing Dallas Goddard in cash. I mean, his price is down to $5,500. I know he's been underwhelming so far. You know, the, the pass routes are still there. He's running a pass route on almost every pass play for this Eagles passing him. I think, you know, eventually it's going to, you know, swing in his favor where, you know, it's going to be a, a big Dallas Goddard game. And we have, we don't even need a you know big game for Goddard to pay off at $5,500 for, you know, FanDuel cash games. Yeah. And you got to like when we get some indication from the coach that he wants to do more with the player, you know, it, it's tough to draw direct lines from those coach words to what we can expect. But if a coach says publicly, we want to get this guy going, then it at least gives you reason to bet on some upside this week. Now, we mentioned it on the DraftKings show, but it's also true on FanDuel where Dallas Goddard is second behind Travis Kelsey in projected ownership heading into the weekend, not a high percentage. So I wonder, Jared, is that enough that it would push you off of using Goddard in a tournament lineup, or does it have to be a higher projected ownership rate because we're still talking about some salary savings versus yeah. Travis Kelsey? Um, and, and, you know, I guess in the case of Goddard, the thing that makes me wonder about it is because he hasn't really done anything for us so far, that would be one potential selling point for using him is if people were scared off of him yeah. and thus not using him as much. Yeah. I mean, I think 11% is not ideal. I wish it was lower. It's not, it's not a rate that would make me definitely not play him in tournaments. Again, we always, I always go back to, you need to make sure your lineup as a whole is different enough, right? You don't need every single piece to be low on, but if, if you're playing a chalky lineup everywhere else, I probably would, wouldn't play Dallas Goddard. But if you're, you know, if you're already contrarian enough, I think, I think Goddard at 11% is fine. Yeah, he's not likely to get to like 24% or anything like that. So who do you like at tournament tight end? I like TJ Hawkinson for tournaments who, you know, is almost 2,000 less than Travis Kelsey. He's actually our top value at tight end on FanDuel, projected for, you know, just 10% ownership, which I think is a good number. To me, the Vikings are almost a lock to throw it 40 plus times in this game against the Chiefs. You know, they're a pass heavy offense anyways. There's a good chance they're playing from behind. And the Chiefs, you know, in general, it's been a good defense so far this season, but they are 27th in tight end coverage DVOA. They're 24th in adjusted fans points allowed to tight ends. They, the Chiefs just gave up 85 yards in a score to, to Jets tight ends last week. So I do think that's, you know, a, a potentially, you know, 
weaker spot in that defense. And, you know, Hawkinson always plays a big role in the passing game, but it might be even bigger this weekend. Over to Flex. What do you like there on FanDuel this week? Cash games, I think running backs we didn't talk about that are nice values. I think uh, Joe Mixon and Alvin Kamara are kind of the guys I'd be deciding between. Mixon, 7,000. Kamara, 7,100. Just both guys who um, are just good volume bets, right? I mean, we saw Kamara come back last week, play 75% of the Saints offensive snaps. He got 11 of the 12 running back carries, obviously saw the, the massive target share. So I just think um, for cash games, they they both bring pretty nice floors at the price. You doing anything different for tournament lineups? Yeah, tournament lineups, I, I would not I would not play either of those guys in tournament lineups. I don't think they have, uh, you know, the upside. I think, I think you want to go with um, higher upside guys for tournaments. I, I would rather go wide receiver there. Um, I think you know, I talked about it on DraftKings, but Tank Dell pops up as a pretty nice value on FanDuel as well, just $6,000. Um, we obviously saw Nico Collins have the big game in week four, but it was, it was Tank Dell who out-targeted and out-produced Nico Collins in weeks two and three. I definitely think it could you know, swing back in, in his favor this weekend. You know what would be awesome for fantasy managers is if we just get a huge Joe Mixon game to counter this Bengals pass offense has been terrible so far. Just 30 carries, whatever yardage he's able to get, a touchdown or two. (laughs) It would would be lovely. It would be. On defense, we've got some middling real-life defenses with good matchups, sub-4K price tags on FanDuel this week. Jared, where are you going on defense in Week 5? Yeah, so for cash games, I would – just start with the Colts who, you know, do come in as our top value um, against Tennessee. Tennessee has allowed the fourth most sacks so far this season, despite throwing the second fewest passes. Um, they have the third highest <laughs> sack rate at 12.8%. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you start with the Colts. I mean, I do prefer the saints at 4,000 and the jets at 4,200. So if you get to the end of your cash team and have the extra money, you can definitely go up to, to one of those two defenses. Yeah, despite scoring 27 points on the Bengals last week, the Titans remain an upside matchup for a defense at least. The Texans are another one, uh, you know, middling defense, but one that's been playing fine so far. They get the Falcons, which is another high sack rate offense. And we saw in London last week that Desmond Ritter likes to be generous with the football at times. For sure. If you want to know when new content hits the YouTube channel or any of our podcast listening channels, make sure you subscribe. Give us a rating review while you're there. We appreciate that. We appreciate you have having you listen along. If you're ready to play week five on FanDuel, make sure you start your play on DraftSharks.com. Head to the lineup generator. Check the dollars per point values. Check the ceiling projections. Start building your lineups. And while you're on DraftSharks.com, read Kevin's cash game and tournament articles for FanDuel this week. All of it is geared to help you win week five. 